Alrighty, welcome to another Root Issues podcast, where Steve and I are gathered around the table to discuss the root issues in our culture today. Today we're going to be kind of unpacking a little bit of Trinity Terry's message from Sunday, where he spoke on the kingdom of God belongs to the humble, and he called it a call to humility. And so humility is something that we hear a lot about, and it's very kind of chic in our culture to consider yourself humble and have humility and to do for others, but yet there's a deeper level of humility that Trinity was bringing out this last Sunday in the talk where it was just kind of exposing that it's not just about your good deeds, it's about how you perceive yourself before God. Yeah. And he, he read a great text. Steve's going to jump in there. Yeah. Yeah. A great message. We got to listen to it on our way. We were on the road from Salt Lake back to Colorado and just a great, great reminder and you know, awakening to the importance of humility, and I think the overarching message there, right? No, none of us can enter. No one can enter the kingdom of, of heaven uh, without humility, right? Yeah. And the whole course of discipleship, everything, right, at the core of be a servant, deny yourself, yeah. come follow me. Learning this uh, idea of uh, the greatest in the kingdom is a servant of all, right? And some of these yeah. principles. So uh, he he uh, taught out of uh, Luke fourteen. So I want to read this for us because this is such a powerful. Um, passage, and then uh, we can bat around to some of his main points. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us uh, yeah. here for this podcast. But this is Luke 14, 1 through 14. One Sabbath, when he went, Jesus, to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent, and then he took him, and he healed him, and he sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited, when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you're invited to, um, by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you uh, be invited by him. Uh, and he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin uh, with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher, and then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who was invited, who invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you've been repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Boy, yeah, some totally. powerful stuff there. It is. It is some absolute powerful stuff that I think, I think Trinity did a real good job of just really just bringing it home and just kind of bringing out some of the deeper nuggets because when we were talking about humility, you know, we're, we're talking about like that, that humility to be humble before God. And then I thought Trinity did an incredible job because what we're going to look at today is some of the ways that Trinity tied this into the gospel, you know, because I mean, his title was the kingdom, 
of God, you know, and so we're we're talking about the spiritual realm. We're talking about God's kingdom, and then like the purchasing power or the importance of humility in that kingdom. Like there, there's an importance in our culture for humility, but it doesn't carry that much weight. Like let's right. face it, if you're very showboaty and you've got lots of money, you've got lots of friends. <laughs> as long as you've got lots of money, and none of them are like, I wish he was a little more humble. Right. You know, no, right. you know, but in the kingdom of heaven, humility is like you have that wealth. Mm-hmm. It is the attraction factor. And so one of the things that he, he brought out was like a very hard statement. I mean, it's like, you know, it almost makes you stop. And so you can kind of kick it around with me. But he yeah. said, humility is the only way to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I mean, I would probably have high school students or other middle school students who were like, no, 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 I, I thought it was accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, because they don't see the word humility in there and they don't understand that full grasp. But yeah. he stated that humility is the only way to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, boy, I think just what you just said is such an important thing for us to look at because, again, this is the difference between a transactional idea of, uh-huh. of knowing God, being saved, or just relationship with God versus a transformative, mm-hmm. uh, real relationship. Transactional means, hey, I prayed the prayer. I oh, I just, need prayer, to, yeah. I just need to accept Jesus. I need to go camp, right? And yeah. just walk the aisle or do whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, th- that's not what, what it is to be saved. Uh, again, over and over again, the passage in the scriptures, God sees the heart. And the heart, right, has to come to God empty-handed, broken, with nothing, right, to offer him, uh, willing to deny ourselves, right? And as he says, no one can enter, see the kingdom without coming, right, as a child, yeah. right, which is radical dependence in a, in a sense of brokenness, and brokenness is repentance. So humility, the, the idea of repentance and brokenness where we come to that, that childlike faith of God, I need you. Um, all of that is wrapped mm, in this yeah. character trait of humility, right? Is Absolutely. That, uh, I am, uh, uh, my worth is, is wrapped up in you, God, right? I don't bring yeah. anything to the table as such. And then that should trickle down, right, in our character to how we treat others, yeah. right? In the sense of not uh, not treating people differently because mm-hmm. they are, you know, somebody more important or whatever, wealthier, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But to uh, understand worth is in the eyes of God, right, mm-hmm. ultimately, um, in that. And, and I think uh, tied to that, the other thing when I was listening, it just made me think about deeply was, you know, just the importance of, of the humility of, of my soul and my spirit before God daily mm-hmm. is really the basis of faith, right? Yeah. The very basis of faith is, is this trust in Jesus. I need him yeah. uh, for the very breath of my, every breath I have right here, everything I have, right, yeah. is... Is just living under that um, radical dependence on God, which is the character of humility, right? Um, mm. Tied to Him, um, and I, I, and I think, boy, what without the gospel as the framework, without being humble before God, um, humility kind of falls apart, right? Well, mm-hmm. what, how do you? What does humility look like if we if we're not ultimately if, if our benchmark of humility isn't? Uh, my position before God, right? Mm-hmm. Then we're just comparing ourselves to yeah. each other. We're just making up some kind of emotion or our perception of somebody who is is looks like they're humble. When yeah. again, uh, boy, God sees through all that. He sees our heart. Yeah. No, and I mean it's like we taught this lesson like a couple of weeks ago as we go through like the gospel project journey with middle schools, and it was the um, the 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 time when John's disciples were like, "Hey, John, like." 
everybody's going over there to Jesus now. Yeah. You know, everybody's getting baptized by him, you know. And and the main point that they gave us on that was like our significance is based on the significance that Jesus plays in our life. That's good. You know, and then John eventually like, you know, kind of calmed his disciples down like, you know, because it was like two shop owners fighting like they're getting more business. That we're not baptizing anybody, you know, but he was like, I must decrease and he must increase. Right. You know, it's a sign of humility like, you know, is your life benchmark based on how do you see god's position in your leadership and as your lord mm-hmm. and, and so and bro i think you're, you're touching on something huge there just that statement by john is at the core yeah. of the of our soul and our heart being rightly positioned before mm-hmm. god and boy that that takes deep work yeah. right i mean when jesus says, you know come deny yourself pick up your cross and follow yeah. me well you just don't do that right that mm-hmm. with our flesh our we we desire to exalt our right everything inside us is to exalt ourselves one way or the other yeah. and and so that's that deep discipleship of learning yeah. to walk with others and learn take on that servanthood and and that, to realize that's where freedom is and that's uh-huh. when we get a kingdom mindset that transcends our own needs and desires and everything and and we are just a vessel right yeah. in fellowship with God and 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 what's so counterintuitive to that is that's when we truly come alive into yeah. our uniqueness our self like buddhism yeah. we don't uh, self doesn't <laughs> disappear my personality doesn't disappear that's what actually brings me fully alive into mm-hmm. maturity into christ likeness absolutely and it takes the path of humility but let's jump back because you know before you 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 mentioned something like you know like it's more like the gospel and receiving christ is you know more than just saying the prayer or walking the aisle you know and, and when you were saying that i mean i just went right back to like my says, you know, that's the fire insurance, you know, and and it's like, you know, how do you process somebody from fire insurance faith where, I mean, they may come on Sundays, they may come every other Sunday, they're in and out, but, you know, they've got this fire insurance mentality, you know, how do you transform somebody out of that mentality that, you know, it takes a larger sense of humility, it takes a larger sense of lining up everything in your life, everything in your thoughts, everything in your relationships to kneel before God? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, boy, the, it's interesting. We were, uh, Michelle and I uh, spent some time away with some friends, and uh, the we got into this deep con- Actually, it was this morning, right before we left, to come back home. Uh, you know, just on this issue of, uh, of looking at our soul and... Um, understanding this inner idea within us of faith and and what does it really mean to believe and to trust god you know um and to be humble before him and uh, boy do i really trust him and there was and yeah. so meaning uh, what does that line look like am i hum- truly humble before god or is it just some kind of transaction or some kind of uh, i guess you know Am I just going through the routine, yeah. right? Or have I truly come right before him with my soul, right? Broken and my heart mm. broken. That's just deep water. That's spiritual yeah. formation and that needs to be fleshed out, I think. And so our, our conversation ended with kind of how as parents, we can see this analogy as a parent, right? I, 
I, I want to, I need to parent my children, father them. But the, the deeper aspect that needs to happen there is I yeah. want to connect, I want them to be fathered by God. So yes. I, I'm, I'm actually pushing them on. And so without getting too much into this, I, I think just some of the, the learning to ask great questions that put someone back before God. So mm-hmm. like with our children, rather than answering or fixing the, the issue, yeah, absolutely. Right? this goes for anything, we say, well, what is the Lord telling you about this? Well, yeah. what, have you have you have you spent time with God's word? What does God's word tell you about yeah. this? Don't just tell them like my tendency is just yeah. tell them, right? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm it. trying yeah. to I'm trying to push them independence yeah. and humility before God, and 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 to keep them there. Well, He's not saying anything. Well, have you have you, have you spent any time with Him? Have you read <laughs> yeah. His Word? His Word says a lot on this. Have issue. you fasted over this issue? <laughs> have you, yeah, bring in the yeah. disciplines. How how you know? Yeah. And um, that's no different than in discipleship with adult adult, yeah. right? Pushing each other on to, well, what is the Lord? Mm-hmm. Rather than this, again, this transactional idea, well, I'm just yeah. going to give you the answer. Well, here's the answer. Here's yeah. some steps. No, no, no. Yeah. Now, have I gone to take time to put myself at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. and and heard from him? Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, and I can see that, like, you know, like just being able to be that individual that wants to spur people on to discipleship, it would be starting with just asking them great questions that take them back to God to where they come back and they're like, wow, the ledgers are not balanced. I need, I need to talk to you more. I need more time with you because you're you're showing me something that I've never seen. Because, I mean, growing up in Texas, you know, it was, you know, the fire safety, the insurance, a transaction of like, hey, I went to the front of the church. I got baptized today. Mm-hmm. I accepted Jesus. But then there was like, oh, kind of a hole in a missing cavity of like, hey, what's the next step? And, you know, how do you grow that relationship with God to where you yeah. do see that – only through humility and complete humbleness with yeah. him will you ever hit your full potential yeah. to yeah. impact the to impact your family, your world, your anybody that you contact with. And this is know. by way, that, you know, it, it's not like we ever get this down. No. Matter of fact, I think it just after decades and decades of, of being a Christian, you know, following Jesus, the issue of humility, it just gets deeper yeah. and harder. Now, his yoke is easy. Right? Yes. His burden is light. What I mean by harder is that, man, he keeps going deeper with that yeah. razor thing of, I thought I, I thought I had this humility thing down, you know, and then <laughs> it, 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 God just keeps going deeper. Do yeah. you really trust me? Are you really dependent on me? Are yeah. you really willing to humble yourself for me? Yeah. Right. And uh, so uh, it, it's, it's a, because remember, Jesus, define himself i'm lowly i'm gentle and lowly i'm humble basically yeah. is what those words mean right yeah. when he said come you know uh, take my yoke upon you is uh he said i'm humble yeah. watch how i lived and uh and that's the course of discipleship right mm-hmm. yeah and then when we go back to like the wedding feast and we mm-hmm. look at like the placement of the people mm-hmm. you know i mean i i try to p- picture myself like where am i you know mm-hmm. when i'm going to a place you know i mean you know my, my true answer is like I'm only there because I got invited and probably would rather be at home because <laughs> I'm a homebody. <laughs> but like, you know, where have I, you know, tried to jockey for position and just, you know, just, you know, just hearing the parable, you know, it's made you think like, well, where do I put myself? And you're like, you have to catch, catch yourself. Like, you know, when did you have that statement that came like, well, I deserve this mm-hmm. or I earned this right. or I have a right to just stay at home because I'm a homebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I went to a, uh, a baby shower on Sunday. That wasn't happening until a week later. 
<laughs> you know, but I was like, you know, I've got to be so I'm like, I'm the first guest, you know, because we pulled up and the father's out sweeping yeah. the sidewalk and I roll down the window and I'm like, yeah. what happened to the baby shower? And he's like, oh, that's next week, Chris. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'm glad we came because I'm at camp next week, you know, so I couldn't have come. But yeah, like, and so it is, it's like, you know, can you take yourself and put some self-reflection on just looking at when you arrive somewhere or when you mm-hmm. enter into a place, you know, how did, how, what is your spirit? Yeah. Is your spirit like, no one said hi to me. Right. But did you say hi to anybody else? Right. You know, because there may be a spirit, like you may think you're humble mm-hmm. because you're not jockeying for a position, but yet mm-hmm. I, I would say you could look at it this way. What offends you yeah. can answer your level of sure. how do you see humility? Yeah. And, I, you know, when I read this parable, I have several things just keep yeah. flashing, experiences and everything. But but one is that um, when you're invited to a party that's catered or where there are people serving you, like, yeah. you know, drinks or whatever – is those servants, if anybody's ever done that, yeah. right, you are highly in tune with who are the people who recognize my presence here mm-hmm. yeah, or who are not just here hobnobbing with the people there. yeah. And so there's just this principle, again, tied to this, is that even if I'm an invited guest there and there's people serving me, yeah. right, um, do I acknowledge them? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I engage them, yeah. you know, and, and thank them? Or do I just not even yeah. – they're like visible, invisible, yeah. right? Uh, that's just a practical aspect of, of humility and mm-hmm. recognizing the person who, quote, socially would be lower, yeah. right, um, and, and to honor them. And that, those, that makes a radical yeah. big difference, right, in those people. <laughs> the other story I always think about is years ago I was involved in the institute here. I got invited to this smaller little engagement, a bunch of, you know, leaders and stuff were there, and I, I was way out of place, and I was sitting down. And uh, it was only like a 40, one of the smaller lecture rooms. And it, anyway, things happened. Everybody sat down real quick. <laughs> and I had Colin Powell sitting right next to my shoulder <laughs> on one side. Yeah. And the senator, the senator the, at the time, Simpson of U- Utah or Wyoming, I can't remember yeah. which one, on my other. And their yeah. wives on the other. And they sat down and they started engaging. Oh, who are you? And, yeah. and they started introducing me to the wives. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I I'm do out. not belong <laughs> here, right? Yeah. And, and I just remember that feeling that I always think about that here. Yeah. And I bailed. I was like, you know, somebody else needs to see her. I'm going to go against the wall, yeah. you know what I mean, type um, of thing. Because yeah. that, this immediate thing, yeah. you know, uh, came to mind. But uh, again, it's all about the heart, right? Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, when I, when I think about that, when I read this parable, a lot of times my thoughts go to uh, singer-songwriter Rich Mullins. Oh, yeah. Because his first Dove Awards engagement, mm-hmm. you know, he was so uncomfortable that he found a server's coat yeah. and jumped behind the buffet line and then was serving everybody else that was going Yeah, in through. his bare feet cut in off his jeans. In his bare feet cut off t-shirt. jeans, yeah, yeah because awesome. he's going to receive some Dove Awards. But he yeah. was just so uncomfortable there right. that he chose to just mm-hmm. hide out behind yeah. the service line. And uh-huh. so, and that, and that formed his – he was known for that. Oh, right? yeah. And uh, the other one I think of is we're going way back, folks. If you, you millennials, anybody yeah. young listening to this, you don't probably don't know who Keith Green is. But oh, yeah. Keith Green was, you know, one of the early Christian contemporary artists, just powerful worship leader. I went to a concert, and, and they just had a back in those days, just a piano, and yeah. he'd walk out on stage, and I'll never forget it. Walk, the piano's there. Time comes, and he, you know, he introduced Keith, and he starts walking on the stage, and he, and people, you know, clapping, and he yeah. sits down at the piano, and and he just starts kind of playing something. He just went silent until everybody was silent, and. He he just said, I won't get it exactly right, but he just says, just under his breath, he just says, you know, um, are we living for the applause of God or the applause of man? Yeah. And uh, just set the tone. 
Just mm-hmm. he did right there. Yeah. Set the tone for who what we're there for, who mm-hmm. we're there for. Yeah. And and setting his own self up who we're there to honor yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and lift up, you know, setting himself under God. Just mm-hmm. always is seared into my into yeah. my mind of, of humility. Yeah. And I mean, one of the other points that Tenet, Trinity had kind of connected to this whole gospel connection of humility, he said, A kingdom principle is this that everything will be exposed, Mm. you know? And so, Mm. you know, when I think about like the wedding fist, you know, like, you know, Jesus brings up the point, like, you know, don't take a seat of honor, you know, because what if somebody else was supposed to be there? And then now you're in the front, but then they look to somebody who's sitting way further down the table and said, no, 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 you must come here. I'm sorry. You must go down, you know, you know, just kind of almost hinting at that point that everything's going to be exposed. Uh, and so <laughs> big time Ex- exposed and in the kingdom, we're getting yeah. into other territory here, yeah. but remember Jesus, the last in the kingdom, the last shall be first yeah. and the first shall be last. And there's such a deep water in there, yeah. right? And the whole premise of reward mm-hmm. of it, what he means in the kingdom, those who we think are going to be just exalted and great, yeah. right? In God's eyes, well, you know, it's in God's eyes, right? Yeah. And that requires this idea of humility, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's deep, it's deep water. Yeah, no, it's incredible deep water. But just thinking about that, it's like, you know, my thought is like, would I rather try to really strive in my discipleship and in my, you know, relationship with God for humility now mm-hmm. so that I'm told where to sit right. versus me sitting in the wrong place and everybody <laughs> right. getting it pointed out, you right. know, in front because right. it will be exposed someday. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, Kenneth, Trinity kind of wrapped into the gospel that God is patient to wait for us to come to our senses. So we will see clearly that we are to be humble and repentant for our sins. Mm-hmm. Now, this one it grabs me, mm-hmm. you know, because I think, and we, we talked about it a little bit like this Sunday with XGT, just on, you know, just the calling of Jesus. Like, you know, he's called you to walk out of your life of sin and enter into his kingdom plan and to call others out of their life of sin. Right. But I think so many times, like, for those who either have fire insurance or those who even have a deep relationship with God, like, we forget mm-hmm. that repentance mm-hmm. is still called to us. Like, we yeah. are to be repentant. I think so many times we're like, oh, yeah, I know God already forgave me of that. So, you know, and then we're like, you know, just like clicking our fingers. But, you know, that there is this, like, we need to come to our senses that mm-hmm. we are not where we're supposed to be mm-hmm. in the line of humility right. unless we have enough humility to really come before God and be repentant. And, and repentance means nothing without humility. Yeah. Right. Repentance without humility is really not repentance, yeah. you know. Um, so it's again, it's that character of the heart that that allows us to mm-hmm. repent, actually, yeah. right before God, or just ask somebody for forgiveness, whatever yeah. it may be. It, it requires right um, humility, and and I think verse eleven really mm-hmm. ties in there. You know, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, yeah. and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Well, yeah. that is absolutely the opposite of what every young per, every person today yeah. is, especially young people, is hearing in our every, culture. Yeah. In a culture, every, they're the, hearing yeah. the exact in through school, through education, everything they're hearing the exact opposite of that right exalt yourself you deserve you know uh you need affirmation you know on and on and on you you be you you know Uh, all of this stuff and it is a lie um all of that and 
uh, boy, what they need to hear. And I think this is the, the power of the gospel, is that only the gospel can right our soul, right, mm-hmm. and bring real freedom. And the catch is it, it's, it requires my soul to do something opposite of what the world is telling me, in yes. my flesh even, yeah. which is to humble myself, and then God will exalt me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's pretty wild to think about is that God wants to exalt you. Yeah. I mean, wow. You know, we see this over and over <laughs> in the scripture, but that the requires, yeah. right, my humility, right? And it seems like, wait a minute, you know, uh, there seems something fishy about that. Uh, but again, God is concerned about the heart. And the only people he's going to have exalted are going to be the ones who have a humble heart yeah. and that right positioning, just like Jesus modeled for us, mm-hmm. right? He's humble, humble servant. Well, I mean, you know, if you've already exalted yourself, then... There's no room for God to exalt you. Or you've lived for the exaltation of the world, world. and others yeah. of yourself. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, like, you know, that humility allows God to exalt you, mm-hmm. you know, and being in that plan. Um, Trinity kind of wrapped it up with, like, three different things to put in people's minds and hearts on, you know, just how to recognize and how to, like, put into practice a pursuit for humility. And I think these would be best lived out in a form of discipleship, you know, within sure. a small group or at least a one-on-one accountability. But, you know, he, he, he brought up obedience and submission to God and his word leads to humility, yeah. you know. And then he really stressed, like, you know, like not just obedience and submission to God when everything's going good <laughs> and you've got tons of money in the checking account, your yeah. bills are getting covered, your job's going great, right. wife and children are all good and the mm. husband's great, like – but that even in the hardest of times that we still cling to just obedience and submission to God's voice, God's word, yeah. and his direction in our life. And I think a lot of us, we can do that easy when everything's going. Mm-hmm. But then when it gets hard, then we start becoming dependent upon ourselves and our own actions to solve problems. Another step that he was saying is to have a servant mind, to be servant-minded. When we have a servant mindset, we are looking for opportunities to help others and i think he brought out yeah. their real important point that that's not being a doormat we, no. we misunderstand yeah, no, he did. that he, he right? totally covered he, that. Yeah, i think yeah. he even said that you're not this doesn't mean be doormat to be servant-minded means ultimately to uh, i'm coming at lord i'm available yeah let me let me have a certain let me let me do your bidding i'm, uh-huh. I'm humble before you let me I'm available right, yeah. to be used to serve like you want me to serve. That, that's that's a, a humble servant attitude. And, and I mean, when he when he brought that point up, he he made it real clear. Like nobody looked at Jesus like he was a doormat. Right. And Jesus never represented himself to be a doormat. Right. You know, many people came and humbled themselves before Jesus. And know. again, I think here's what's important about humility from the world standpoint yeah. is they don't have a framework. If yeah. in the world's eyes, it seems like a doormat or it seems yeah. like a lesser thing. That's where only the gospel really can bring yeah. uh, this this sense of liberation, freedom, yeah. in what humility is all about. Yeah, and then the ability to serve others, the only way you can do that is if you are on point with your own life, yeah. you know, because you have humility guiding you and directing you from God. And the last one that he said, which, man, this is a tough one for a lot. You know, it's been tough for me at times, but we must be teachable and correctable. Mm-hmm. We must really take note and understand that we all have blind spots. We need to help and be shown these blind spots. Yeah. Because Trinity basically said, like, it's called a blind spot because you don't know about it. <laughs> That's why somebody else has to point it out. Exactly. You know, but yeah, like the the teachable and correctable. Mm-hmm. Like I was for many, 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 too many years the defense attorney, attorney for myself. 
Like, you know, if anybody came to anything, I was like, no, I already got my defense prepared. And, you know, and then slowly it was just this journey with God. Like, you don't defend yourself. I defend you. If you need defending, I defend you. If you messed up, you messed up. You know, just own it and move forward. Make Mm -hmm. corrections. Say your sorries. Mm -hmm. Fix the things that you broke. But move forward. But, you know, I was such a defense lawyer for myself. No, I think we all do. I I for sure do that. And, boy, once you get in that. Uh, cycle of defending yourself boy it just goes downhill right it, oh yeah it just, real quick you, real quick and um yeah it, it, it's it's uh that's again where humility and humility we talk about being good listeners uh-huh. so the only way i can really listen to that feedback and be accountable is if i'm humble which yeah. means i'm willing to listen to what people have to say to me yeah you know uh, and to think truly think about it you know mm-hmm. um whether it's right or wrong to absolutely it, but yeah. i still need to be humble enough okay i need to think about that yeah you know? Well, I tell you what, Trinity knocked it out of the ballpark. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that message, you can find it at CrossroadsSearch.com YouTube channel. And that would be awesome to take a listen to that. And then thanks so much for listening to Root Issues today. We send you out with a midweek jolt to seek a little more humility in your life and lay it before God. Thanks so much for listening. If you ever have any questions or want to reach out and touch us, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Until next time.